Hello Stephen, Flora, all my friends and family of High Point Life Church. It's so good to be with you today. It's been quite a few years since I was there with you in Malaysia at different conferences and uh, I trust that you are all well. I trust that through the pandemic in this last 18 months that that your health has been well, um, that hasn't been too much stress in your life and that you've continued to rejoice in the Lord and, and like the Bible says, and again I say rejoice. I want to speak to you today about the joy of fatherhood. The joy of fatherhood. To be a father is to be a reflection of Father God. To be a reflection of Father God. We take that amazing title, that, that, that position, that, that title, uh, to be called Father. It's a phenomenal privilege. Jesus said to pray this way. He taught us how to pray. And he said to pray our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, Jesus was saying to pray from the position that we are his children. We are God's children. We are in his family. And we are to say our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, which art in heaven. So how special is it that we as, as men can take this title of Father of our family. To take this title of father is a very high call that goes with it. But there's an immense joy and privilege to be a father and to take that name. I'm aware that in church sometimes there's, um, uh, we, there's people that are that are, are, are led to the Lord and that's exciting when you get new believers. But even the Apostle Paul said, is that through the gospel I have begotten you. He said, though you have 10,000 instructors, though you have very few fathers. There's also a great privilege to be a father in the gospel. A father, as Paul was talking about here in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 15, is that, is that, to be, is that, is that the church needs fathers. Ones that will care for new disciples, just as a father, heavenly father, cares for us as his children, just as a natural father cares for his family, so a spiritual father cares for people, believers in the church. I want to encourage you to also aspire to that high calling to be a father in the gospel. I take as my key verse today of this message of the joy of fatherhood to be from James chapter 1, verse 17. James 1, verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. I love this verse. What an amazing Father we have in heaven. What a tremendous Father. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. It's from our Heavenly Father from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, 
There is no darkness in God. God is totally light. No darkness at all. No shadow. In whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God is always the same. Always good. Always pure. Always holy. Always just. What an amazing Father we have. What an awesome, magnificent, consistent Father where there's no variation. God is not a robot. But as his children, we always know what sort of God he is. He's not a robot. He's not like some programmed robot that, that has no emotion, that is always the same. No, he is our loving Father who wants to build relationship with us. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. God wants to show himself strong on your behalf, fathers and mothers. God wants to show himself strong if your heart remains loyal to him. And, this, and when God shows himself strong, wow, to you, that is, that's an amazing blessing and privilege. Wow, you imagine God showing himself strong to you every day of your life, what would happen? Jesus came and revealed how we can have our relationship with Father God. And I'm you know, that relationship is not something that is just, it, it's not something just is stagnant or just level, like a plane. But that, that relationship can grow deeper and deeper and deeper every day as we get to know our Heavenly Father. I was in a country one time and, and um, um, actually it was in the Ukraine and, and this man was told me that that there were many drunkards and uh, he said that when he was a little boy that his father was a drunkard and uh, and when he used to he's it, it, the children would all be in the house and they'd be playing and and when the father could hear the father walk up the steps and the door begin to open the children would all just just run to their rooms because they didn't want to be where their father was when he came home from work and and they were scared of their father. And, and then as, he, as they were um, at night time when he would be drinking the father and the, the children would be uh, afraid because his father would get angry and angry and angrier. And so this was very, very sad to, for me to hear this story about uh, father, that fathers in that country. And, but now this person who was telling me was a believer he wasn't reflecting like his natural father had been, but he was a believer and he was a, a very good dad. And I said, you've broken that, that line of, because you now love your children and your children love you. And, and so I, I was just commending him. And, and if that's been your story of your life, I commend you that you can break that chain, that cycle of family history and, and you can be a good dad and your children can look up to you and, and come running into your arms.
I remember when I used to come home from being away on the mission, a mission field many years ago over the years when my children were small and and when I'd come home to the door, I, my children would run and embrace me and jump into my arms and I used to love it so much. But that's not what that father in, that, in Ukraine used to have. They would run away to their room. But I think in that father, he would have been very sad because there's a great joy of being a father and to hold your children when they when they jump into your arms. I I remember as my children grew bigger and they would every time I'd come home they would jump and then one time they both jumped together and they were now getting growing up quite a bit. I nearly went over backwards on the floor because because they just jumped into my arms and I said, "Whoa! I'll have to just take one at a time <laughs> next time, otherwise I'll be flat on the ground. I'm flat on the floor behind me." But um, but there's a great joy of being a father. So. You know, I want to say to you, rise to that high call and build relationship. It's all about relationship. Being a father is about relationship. It's not just about having children. It's about having a relationship with your family. Like God wants a relationship with us. So we will have a relationship with our, our children. I love being a dad. It defines me as to who I am. I love it. I am a father through and through. My children are my friends. They've been my friends all of my life. I love my children. I, I love the friendship and the laughter that we always have together. When I was 19, my father died. Um, I remember the sad times afterwards. It, I remember sitting on the steps and hearing my mother cry herself to sleep. I remember my little sister of five at the time and would go out, look, she hold my hand and looked at the stars and said, when's daddy coming back? But daddy wasn't coming back. Daddy was gone. You see, sometimes we, we lose our, our natural father too soon. And used to annoy me when I... People don't appreciate their fathers. And when I was taken, my father was taken away from me and, and he died of a brain tumour. It was so tragic for our family. He was like, the, he, was like the, the, he was the head of the home. And all of a sudden, the weight and responsibility that, that fell onto, onto my mother and fell onto me as being the older son and to, to look after every the farms that we had. So it's really important to appreciate your father to really appreciate them because let's face reality you won't always have them but learn from them and appreciate them while you have them spend time with your father and get to know him so i take this verse again from first james chapter 1 verse 17 every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. The great attributes of Father God, I believe, are in this verse. The great attributes. Number one is giving. Giving. Number two is consistency. Every good and every perfect gift from a, is from above and comes down from the Father of lights 
giving. Every good and every perfect gift comes from God above, giving. In whom there is no variation or shadow of turning, such consistency. I think as natural fathers, we can take a lot from this verse to see what is really, really, really important. To be givers and to have consistency. Every good gift and every perfect gift. I want to say to you, great fathers are great givers. I'm sure we all like to receive gifts. We all like to receive gifts. But you know, I think there's more joy in being a giver than being the receiver. You give your, your children some gift, a birthday present, or some time when you've been away or your Christmas and you give that gift and, and you're so much wanting them to appreciate that gift and you, you're watching them open that gift and the joy when they open up and they, oh, it's just what I wanted. Or something that, you know, you surprise them with and you see there's a great joy in being a giver. Great fathers are great givers in many, 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 many ways. Just like our Heavenly Father is not limited. Just one sort of giving. Every good and every perfect gift is from every good and every perfect gift is from above. So fathers, I want to speak to you a bit about giving. Fathers give. I think fathers give inspiration to reach life's goals. Fathers give inspiration, gives this, yes, you can do it. They, 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 they give this, 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 this leadership, this role model that, yes, you can do it. See, I, th I think that's incredibly uh, valuable to have a father who would encourage, who would inspire. My father inspired me, my natural father, in so many ways. I... He was my hero. I just, uh, he was, I loved his, his wit. I loved his, 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 his ethics. I loved who he was as a person. And uh, I remember one time I, uh, some, we had this truck and we were selling this truck and, and um, the buyer came, this potential buyer came to look at the truck and I couldn't believe it. I was just a, a just a, a young 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 boy, young lad, and my father was going around telling this potential buyer everything that was wrong with the truck. He was just telling him everything that was wrong with the truck, and I when the this potential buyer ran around the other side of the truck, I said, "Pop!" I used to call it "Pop." I said, "Pop!" I said, "Don't do that. He won't buy the truck." He just said wait and see. And he went around and told him everything was wrong with the truck. <laughs> and then I couldn't believe it when the, when the person came up and said, yes, yes, Austin was his name. Austin was my father. Austin, we had, I want to buy the truck. And I, as I stood next to my father and he gave a wave to the man, he's this happy customer who bought the truck and he drove away. And I, and I was amazed. In, and because my father was such a man of integrity, 
And I thought that was such a lesson for my life that day on integrity. Because that man knew that he could trust my father. Because my father was being absolutely honest about the truck and my father had a very, very good reputation in the town. And that, and that he trusted my father. I thought that was a lesson that I learned from my father that day. My father inspired me by his integrity that day. And all these years later, like now it's gone 55 years later probably, but I'm still inspired by the story of my father and what I saw that day. Inspiration. Fathers give inspiration. You know, fathers give time. I heard it once said that no one dies wishing they had spent less time with their kids. No one dies thinking, oh, I wished I'd never spent any time with my children. No, but I think many times when people are dying, they wish they'd spent more time with their children. I want to tell you, spend time with your family. Spend time. Time is very, very precious. Some people say, I have time to kill. I say, don't kill it. Please don't kill it. That's your life. Live life to the full and be a giver and give, give time to your family. Time is very precious. When you come in the door, don't be still at work. When you come at your, into your door of your home, you spend time with your family, with your children. And uh, I think another quality, great quality of being a father is to listen. Listen to what is coming out of their mouths. Listen to the Holy Spirit. I remember when my children were, 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 were smaller, were young, well, not real young, but, but they were at home and, uh, and, and I could start to see the influence of school coming into our home from, from their attitudes and, and, um, and I was troubled. The Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. But I was troubled and I, well, I was concerned. And as I went to bed that night, I just put my head on the pillow, on my pillow. It just seems like yesterday since it happened. And I heard Jesus speak to me. And he said, don't blame me. I was shocked. Jesus didn't have to speak a lot, big words to me that night. I was troubled about what was happening with my children. And Jesus said to me, don't blame me. I got out of bed that night. I went in there, my children were asleep and I prayed over them. I prayed against the spirit of this world that was coming and hindering them. I ministered the presence of the Holy Spirit as I was sleeping that they would be worshippers in the house of God. I'd be, that angels would fill that room. And, and I, I prayed that night over them, just softly, not loud and wake them up, just softly. And, and then I prayed every night for weeks over them and, and prayed that they would hear the voice of God while they, was, while they were sleeping and that they would follow after God. And, and, and you see, God spoke to me I, I heard God speak to me. It's very important as a father to be a good listener, to listen to your children, to listen to them. 
but also to listen to the Holy Spirit in training your children and training your family and guiding them. It's, it's, it's so important to be a good listener. Learn the art of being a good listener. One time I, I took my daughter. I needed to spend time. I wanted to spend time with my... Another thing the Holy Spirit said to me, spend time with your children individually. I just know that he said that. And so I thought, oh, get to know them. So I thought they get to know I'm preaching all the time. They hear my stories. They, they, uh, but no, I knew what the Lord meant individually. So I took my daughters out for individuals. I took them to a restaurant just alone. And they said, oh, is mum coming too? I said, no, no, just you this time, just you. And so I just sat down and we just chatted. And I said, you can order anything you want on the menu. Just order what you want. I just want to spend time with you. And, and we just laughed and chatted together. We had a great time together. And, and so it's so important to get to know your children individually. Get to know their heartbeat. Get to know what their concerns are. It's, um, it's such, a, a, such, a, 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 such joy being a father. I love it. I love it. I love it. Another thing that we that fathers give is identity. Is identity. Um, I think about Jesus when he was John the Baptist water baptized him, and as he came out of the water, Jesus, the Son of God, as he came out of the water, there was a voice from heaven saying, "Behold, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." This is my beloved son, a voice from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I think that's just amazing. Jesus, in obedience, he gets water baptized, comes out. There's a voice from heaven, from his heavenly father. It says, this is my beloved son, the identity that, that, that Father God showed to Jesus before all those present. That this is my beloved son. In home, I'm well pleased. I'm very, very pleased with Jesus of Nazareth, for he is my son. Identity comes from the Father's words to the children. I want to say to you, make sure you say good, wholesome words of substance. Words with the right tone. See, see, we are ministers of the Spirit. All of us are ministers of the Spirit. And so we are ministers, the Bible says, of the Spirit. That out of our innermost being, we minister the words. We minister the Spirit. So out of, we minister words of, of peace and comfort and encouragement and identity. I remember, I remember the night that, I remember the, my youngest daughter and, and um, and the night she was married, she, when she was married that day, and then we were having a little dance that night, and and as uh, so I whispered in her ear, as we as I danced with my daughter, I said, "I've always been so proud of you, proud of your accomplishments, proud of your school marks, your university, proud of your." When I went and your degree, I just said briefly, I just said, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of your, 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 your relationships that you have with people. I'm proud of your work ethics. I just said, told her, I said, I'm so proud of your work ethics, your relationships with people. And I said, now I'm so proud of you and the choice you've made 
the man to be your husband. And she had a little smile. You see, to speak words of identity, that you are pleased with your children, that your children know you like them as a friend, and that your words bring identity. I've often said I, I have the, I only said last week, I think I've got the, the two best looking granddaughters in the whole world. I said, I said, said, I think I've got the two most intelligent, smartest grandchildren in the whole world. The girls and my boy, but I was just trying to have the girls eat. And you see, it's really important to encourage your family and to love them and to speak words of identity. Just want to cover trainings just briefly, but you know, it's such a privilege, dads, 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 fathers. It's such a privilege to train your children, to help shape their life, to prepare them for the challenges of life, to be a giver of training. You know, you're training them all of the time. It's not just when you sit down and say, let me train you here. No, no, no. You're training them by life, by who you are. Just like my father trained me that day, just in buying the truck. We always were training our, our, our children for later life and the challenges they will face. You're training them in their, in their work ethics. And I'm so, so proud of my two daughters. And uh, I just have two daughters and three grandchildren. And I'm so proud of them, their work ethics. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, what they've achieved at their universities and their marks and uh, now their work ethics, they, they work so hard and, and, and yet they're and, and I said to them, yes, yeah, they're such good mothers of their children. I'm so proud of them. So you're training them in your house. You're training them to, for later life. Wisdom. Fathers, the wisdom. Don't just rattle on about, you know, we have fun, lots of laughter. It's not serious but all the time, but, it's, but you're training your children. You're, you're, you're as a father teaching them, inspiring them. So, one other thing, just what you give. Make sure you give fathers love to your children's mother, love to your wife, that they see the love that you have to their mother. I think that is very, very important because those daughters know that they will be a mother one day. And if it's a boy, it's so important to be that role model to, because you're teaching them on what family life is all about. So make sure that you love your children's mother, your wife. Okay, make sure they know that you love her, you love her, you love her, and, and you have a lot of fun together. So I want to say, be a giver of fun in the household. Be a giver of joy in the house. Um, la, make sure you, you have, have joy for the, every, every home. It needs to echo with some laughter, some fun, rather than just, um, it's not all just somber all the time. I, no, 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 fathers are like a thermostat. Like a thermostat. Over here in England, we have thermostats on the wall that, or, or, or mobile thermostats that actually set the temperature of the house. 
So um, make sure as a father you uh, ever uh, you set the temperature of peace and of joy in your house and you set it well because it radiates from your heart. I say to the women, just you know, to Ruth, I just you're such is such an amazing mother and grandmother that but over the years, Ruth would make room and help me to spend more time with my children and spend time alone with them at times. And, and, and Ruth would look for ways to help me, to encourage me to do this. So I say to the women, look for little ways. And Ruth said, I can pick up the, take the children to school easily. She used to say, I can take the children to school, but you take them to school. So she let me take the children to school, even though it took some of my time in the morning. But I always loved taking my children to school in the mornings and I drive them past the school and drop them off at the school and, and she looked for ways that I would spend time with my children. You know, two years ago, so you don't probably know that two years ago I had cancer and um, it was a really, really, really tough time having cancer. And, uh, but I'm okay now, it's, it's all clear. But I was really appreciative that my children came to the hospital and one of my daughters stayed with Ruth at the, at, the, at the hotel and came to the hospital and was there for me when I came out of anaesthetic. And, and to look into my wife and my daughter's eyes as I came, as, as, as I came out of anaesthetic and it was very special. I thought, how, how wonderful to have family at a time like that. So it's so, such a blessing that comes back to a father when you're a giver. When I came back to my house and my other daughter, she came, take me out. Dad, you want to go out to a coffee shop? I take you out to a coffee shop and took me out to a garden center where we all, we looked around and everything. And I took us out to a nice park. And I, I, I love that time when my children were caring for me as I cared for them. Friends, how wonderful it is to be a father. Secondly, I just want to speak briefly on consistency. Number one, on being a giver. Number one, number two, on consistency. God is so consistent in whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. God is consistent. Your children need to know you are consistent, that you're always there for them. When do you stop being a father? Once a father, always a father. Even though you walk down the aisle, I walked down the aisle with my daughters and I, 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 I gave them away. I, but, you know, you're still their father. You give them and you know their the responsibility um, rests on their, their husband now, but you're always their father. I remember I came back from a mission trip and I went... Uh, I was in church and, and, I, and it was the first time I'd been, uh, been away and I, my daughter was there with her husband. I came and put my arm around my daughter. I said, I said, she's your wife, but she's always my daughter. And uh, you see, once a father, always a father. Be consistent. Who will you be tomorrow? Who will you be next week? Next year? I want to say, just like Father God, be consistent. Don't be like a yo-yo up and down. You know, I know some, we, we get a lot of pressures that come. I mean, life is filled with a lot of joy, but sometimes there's a lot of pain. And sometimes there's tragedies that come and disappointments that come in life. 
to make sure you as a man, you make the word of God inside of you, that spring of life that comes up on the inside of you, that, that you are, uh, uh, that there's, a, there's a, a strength of the word in you and, and a joy of God inside of you that you bring out of you to your family, that there's a consistency. I think about in near my hometown in Gainda, there's a, a little spring, a spring that has that has come out of the ground ever since um, as far back as records and, and and even from Aboriginal legends, they they say this spring has always just come out of the ground at this this spot. It's called Ban Ban Springs. And I've loved sitting there in the in that that cold water and with my feet in the in the springs in the, in the cold in the cold springs and cool springs and and it's it's so refreshing that consistency of those springs. You know when you pull up that those springs will always be bubbling out with fresh water. Fathers, keep the fresh water flowing from your heart. Keep the joy flowing from your heart. Be consistent in your Christian life. Be consistent as a, as a man, as a father. I want to say to you as wives and as men, rise together. It's not one against the other, husband against wife, whatever, trying to be. The, no, no, rise together. Be the king and the queen together of your home and of life. Enjoy life together. It's not just about fathers, but it's about family life. Our Heavenly Father cares about family life on this earth. His family. We are His family. So I want to encourage you today, fathers, to rise to this amazing, amazing uh, position that God has for you. Maybe a, maybe this, as I've spoke a few things to you today, maybe there's a, a few regrets in your heart. Hey, well, it's, it's never too late. It's never too late. It's, 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 you're still alive. You're listening to me today. And maybe there's just little, little things that need to adjust and it'll change. You know, I've often said that if you got on a plane at Singapore and the pilot headed for London, and, and, but if he was just a little bit out, by the time you get to London, you can be 100 miles off course. See, so that's the way it is with life. Sometimes small adjustments of our life can be, be, build, bring a big change further down the road. So let's, maybe today, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you about some small adjustments of life. Before I go and today and leave you, I want to pray for you as fathers. Father, I thank you for all the men that are listening to me today. All the men and all the fathers and all the potential fathers. All the fathers, all the people who will one day be fathers. Father, I pray for them today. I pray God for wisdom. I pray God for grace. I pray God that you would help them. Help them, Lord, to be fathers that reflect your amazing qualities of such a giving Father that you are to us and such a consistent Father that you are to us. Father, I pray blessing in the High Point Life Church. I pray, my God, that your love would flow through this church and be a great example for many people in Malaysia.
I pray blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Bye-bye.